0: Podcasting from anywhere other than a jail cell, this is Soberholic, a podcast created to encourage, equip, and inspire you to overcome your hurts, habits, and hangups. And now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason.
1: Welcome to Soberholic Podcast. I'm in studio with Roger, and we've got another show for you guys, and we're going to be talking about addiction. I know it's a huge surprise that we're actually going to be talking about addiction.
0: I wish everybody else could have seen you. Now that we quit kind of video in this, it's all went to just audio recordings Did I
1: look crazy? Or
0: well, you like stretched out before you did the intro, like you, like it was like a gym move, like you were trying to do like this yoga or something. Yeah, I, I thought this was because to get serious. Ready. I didn't know whether to stand up and run or nah. you know or what. But well, yeah, it wasn't um, that
1: good of an intro. It wasn't as good as the the build up is what you were talking about. Yeah, the build up. Well, I
0: saw that, but nobody else <laughs> could see that because you can't hear it. But uh, yeah, addiction. It's something we talk about a lot, but um, it's really kind of the basis of our show, whether it be drug addiction or, you know, food addiction, any any addiction, and that comes in many forms. um, I know that we tend to talk a lot more about drug addictions because that has a lot to do with our past. And, um, you know, even though I I was having a conversation with a a guy, a, a new friend the other day, and we got onto that, that same old argument you, you and I have talked about and listeners of the show I know can relate with and I don't really care which side of the, the street you fall on, but there's that whole thing about am I still an addict? Am I completely delivered? And um, you know, I, I don't tend to lean lead or lean towards the side of saying I'm delivered from drugs and alcohol. However, this this gentleman I was talking to he was like, no, you know, I'm completely delivered from that, and um, you know, I, I I get what it is, and I've always come down to this. I believe the two differences is really, um, it's in the wording. It's, mm, yeah. I think both people believe the same thing that Jesus can do either either one of it, you know, uh, but it's not so much. I have to remind myself personally. That if I choose to think that I can go back to that because for somehow I'm immune to it now and it's not going to hurt me like it did in the past, yeah. then I'll convince myself to go try one more. Right, and one more has never worked for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, whenever I say I'm an alcoholic or an addict, I even I'll I'll say that to somebody who's a Christian, and they'll kind of you know kind of look at me funny, and but what I, all I mean by that is just saying I can't use alcohol or drugs. In a way that other people can, you know, I can't drink one beer and stop. Um, so that, that's all. It's not my identity. Mm-hmm. I'm not an alcoholic and that's not my whole identity is not wrapped up in that. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those semantics things where you go around in circles with it. But I mean, I don't really mean um, anything else when I say I'm an alcoholic or an addict other than just I don't I, I don't I don't do this well like everybody, you know, other people do
0: you know, just the idea of the conversation of addiction led me to this, this thought. And um, I, I guess the best way to kind of lay it out there is throughout the years, I've had sponsors ask me this question and it usually it's the why question and normally i will say don't worry about the why mm. let's just deal with what's what's wrong and let's go forward if you get hung up on the why you'll never move forward like
1: why do i have an addiction
0: yeah or, or there's a, that why comes in a lot of different ways and so I, I usually just I always just steer away from that. You know, let's get to the the problem at hand, not why we got here. You know, the fact of the matter yeah. is we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, why but can't I just quit? Exactly. But I do want to kind of chase this, this idea of why today. And um, it's really the question I want to ask you, and maybe our listeners have dealt with this, is why do I still think about using? Because you know, even at, you know, many years of sobriety now, I still think about using it times, you know, it's, and that's the reason I kind of go back to this whole deliverance thing. I I wasn't really ever delivered from it. I was, I was set free from the bondage that I had with it, but I still have those thoughts. And so, you know, I I think now as a Christian, especially I've done, done things better. I mean, I've, you know, things, things have just greatly improved in my life. Why do I still think about using from time to time? Sometimes it's um when things are really bad in my life, you know, and things are just mm-hmm. spinning out of control. I'll think, well, maybe a drink or a drug will make this better. Right. It'll make this pain go away because that's how I numb things in the past. But sometimes it's, everything's great. I mean, as I've heard the big book say, uh, there's not a cloud on the horizon. You know, you've heard that saying. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it was just great, you know, and I'll think about using
1: because so, so, you can make it even greater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: why wouldn't you do it? Everything's yeah. perfect right now. Yeah. You know, maybe I could be I could maybe I could handle it this time. You know, it's been several years. And those are the thoughts I entertain in my head. And um I kind of wanted to talk about that during the show today, about why why is it that people normally still think about using Um, For myself, you know, multiple years clean, yourself multiple years clean, but also maybe for the newcomer who has just got it in the doors, why am I still thinking about it? Or even, you know, if we get there, the person who's using repetitively, and why do you keep thinking about doing more of it, Right. you know, while you're still using?
1: Yeah. Well, let's start with the newcomer, right? Okay. So somebody who's been sober from anywhere from, you know, one day – to say all the way up to eighteen months, um, I, I, I think for the most part, it, and it also depends on what kind of drugs you know or what kind of substance you were using. But um, there's a whole theory. It's called the post acute withdrawal syndrome. You've heard of this?
0: wow you just got all scientific on me well, no. and, and smart dude no uh, i have no clue what you're talking about i'm not I mean, i'm in the same pause. room i feel like i'm talking to a doctor now. no what?
1: it's called <laughs> pause post acute withdrawal syndrome mm-hmm. basically the the premise is i don't know all the details of it but like after you quit using drugs or alcohol um i think i think the the with opiates it's it's like an extended period of time that it takes but regardless when you quit using the substance that there's an extended period of time up to 18 months even and sometimes up to two years before your brain chemistry is all the way reset back to normal to like a normal like Person's brain, like the serotonin levels, the dopamine levels. Ah, because you like you kill stuff. all those little yeah, those you, things, and just, so
0: it's, it don't produce it naturally because right. you've done it with drugs. Yeah, and now it's having to figure out how to do that again.
1: Yeah, so when you when you when you do drugs, you're you're like stopping dopamine production, and serotonin gets all messed up, and you're artificially providing all those things, and so whenever you stop. Your brain has takes time, and depending on the drug, it can take a long time before it can make up for that deficiency that's there because that drug's not there. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever I learned that, I was like, "This is why, you know, I'll get three or four months sober off of opiates, and I'll just and my brain will just trick me back into using again, you know, because mm-hmm. your brain is craving those drugs." And um, I, I think at that point, um, and it's just my own personal opinion, you know, I, I think at that point, it's it's not it's more than just it's not a moral failing, it, it's 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 physical, mm-hmm. it's an actual physical effect, it's a physical consequence of where you've you've gotten yourself physically in the midst of addiction, and so that's why I always tell people, and that's why it worked for me is when going, especially coming off of opiates, um, go to a long-term treatment facility um, because that way you really give yourself a, re- a fighting chance, like when you've been there six months or where you go to a year-long program because you get, you know, where your brain is starting to get back to normal again.
0: Yeah, there, there's so many things I could say about that, and, and I don't want to get too far off this, the subject because it would be easy to do with what you just laid out for me but um one of the issues uh, in my opinion you you said about how your body craves the drugs and it may be the drugs um in more layman's terms i would say that it's craving the feeling that you're getting from the drugs yeah the effect yeah yeah um (laughs) this may have nothing to do with it. But i was smiling when you were talking you was probably wondering why i was why i was smiling at you but Um, my wife and I, we've got some friends from our church and we went out to Vulcan not too long ago. And, um, and in Vulcan is a statue here in Birmingham and it sits up in Birmingham and I don't know, it's not extremely high, but you're pretty high up on it, uh, especially for someone who's, um, skittish of heights. And so we got up there and you're on this little walkway and we were looking over, at it and i was like whoa you know how how far it is down and the our friends um my my buddy's wife says my my butt's tingling and, <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and, and that awed me it, but i didn't really know what she meant until if you if you do this if you ever get really high and you kind of that breath that you know that you know, it takes your breath away oh yeah Pay attention, your butt will tingle. Oh, really? Huh. It really will. I'll have to check that but, out. But I say that to say this is you know that feeling, that, that excitement, that thrill is kind of what brought me to drugs in the first oh, place, yeah. right? The and euphoria, so, yeah. And so it was harder to produce that when I was on drugs. That sure. natural feeling of that. Oh yeah. And so I would use drugs to generate that type of feeling in me in the beginning. And then it turned in, well, I just had to have that to operate, right? you know, and just to be normal again. And so my butt never tingled on drugs, but maybe it did. I know my nose did on some stuff, Uh, but it was that feeling, (laughs) you know what I mean, Uh, of just, you know, of excitement, the thrill. And um, so I don't know, It's, it's weird that I... When you remove yourself from not doing drugs, your body's seeking something. Mm -hmm. I don't know the medical terms, all that. I just know experience that your body doesn't know how to react to this new way of living. And so uh, as addicts in in addiction, um, it's easy just to kind of go back to what we know, even though we know it may not be good for us. It was a coping mechanism. It yeah. it made pain go away, right. at least briefly. Yeah. It made stress go away for a minute. Yeah. And so as long as we could get back to that, that's what my brain would think of. Right. You know, and so while I knew I was trying to get sober, you know, days were turning into weeks, weeks were turning into months, things were getting better, but in my head, I would still think about doing drugs, even though my life was getting better. Why would I go back to this thought of using drugs when I know that it was it never led to anything good, and that was the insanity that I, that I heard a lot because you hear that word tossed a lot around yeah. in recovery, like the insanity of it, and it's not like straight jacket, like uh, lock me up into the same asylum. It's the it's why would we think that it's okay to do drugs again? Well, to me, that's the reason I always had that argument about the deliverance conversation because um, those thoughts are real in my head. And um, I always had to go back to say, well, this is kind of the reason that I thought those thoughts because – well, I had an addict mind, and I had to treat that. And like you mentioned with long-term recovery, that was very beneficial for me to, to to remove myself from responsibilities in life and let other people begin to kind of rebuild my brain, if you will.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's for me, uh, one of the reasons why I think I had a hard time getting sober is because when I would get sober, I wouldn't learn any new coping mechanisms, right? So I would just be kind of coasting along, hoping I was just going to stay sober by some kind of accident or miracle. Mm -hmm. And without learning any new coping mechanisms, whenever a trigger would happen, like I would lose a job or have financial trouble or trouble with my relationships or whatever it might be, well then, I would just go back to the only coping mechanism that I knew, which was using, and then there I was all over again, right back where I started, and, you know, wondering how I how had I got how I'd gotten there. And it was because I didn't I didn't learn any new coping mechanisms. So, you know, eventually once I started going to meetings, I learned, you know, through working the steps that Okay, I have coping mechanisms now that are healthy and are much better. And, you know, working with a sponsor and all that kind of stuff is helps to identify those triggers and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, for me, those coping me- mechanisms are just what you're talking about sponsors, meetings, uh, reading, whether your literature is throughout your Bible, uh, through a big book, if you're in an AA program or, or equivalent. All of those things are are ways to treat those things. But, um, you know, even doing all of those things, I've still found myself at at times still wanting to use, you know. When things are good. When it's good, when it's bad. Um, Right now, um, seasons are beginning to change. There's that cool, crisp air here (laughs) at at night. And like I drove over here uh, to, to record with the windows down in my truck and it feels great outside right now. And while I didn't have this thought yet, this year it probably will come. Normally in the fall, I always have a thought of using cocaine. That wasn't even one of my <laughs>
1: – oh, Wait, bu- you got drugs tied to seasons? I do. I really <laughs> Lord,
0: do. Okay. Hey, uh, and this is the crazy thing. <laughs> fall is always cocaine. Spring is always drinking. I don't okay. really – it's never whiskey or beer. It's just drinking. And the weird thing is neither one of those were my drugs of choice. I did them. I didn't ever discriminate at anything, but I would always always relate it to those two things. And I think it goes back to particular experiences I had. Um, I can still remember me and another guy that I used to to use with. We would always buy stuff and drive around in our car um using cocaine in in a car just driving around and i remember that time of season so i think my brain maybe links those two things somehow or another i don't know why it happens but the difference between using that today and say 15 years ago is i can play that tape through now right Um, i don't ponder a lot about that in fact a lot of times when i have these using thoughts now i laugh when i have them because it's like, ah, here we go again, you know. Um, in the beginning, I say in the beginning, the first couple of years, I would have those. I would find myself just as you talked about a minute ago, calling my sponsor, "Hey, I'm scared to death, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm having this thought again," or I would have dreams that would lead up to that. Like it may, I may dream about using multiple times. In a row um, throughout the week, and then have that thought during the day, and it would completely terrify me that I was fixing to go use. But now I realize that it's just a thought. Yeah. You know, Paul in the Bible talks about taking these thoughts captive. Right. And so that's really kind of what I look at now. Uh, just because I have a thought doesn't mean I have to act on that thought. And that's the big difference that I found in recovery. It's my actions today. What am I going to do? And today. Now, so far today, I have not had to act on anything like that. Now, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I, I believe that I've put enough recovery systems and coping mechanisms, as you talked about a minute ago, into my recovery that I can reach out when, it, when that desire comes. Because usually it's just a thought. It's not so much an acting desire um, like... Maybe this is makes makes more sense. I may think that it would be okay to go use, we'll, we'll just say cocaine because of the season, but my next thought shouldn't be, where can I go buy it? Right. That would be a terrifying thought for me right yeah. now. You know, I remember this guy or whatever. Now, then I'm starting to develop a plan in my head.
1: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that
0: certainly is a, is a bad place to be.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, back to the whole why want to I want to kind of hone in on like why would you think about using or drinking after multiple years of sobriety when things are going good that's the that one's harder to understand than if you have a trigger where you're stressed out or you're depressed or angry or have a resentment like because um, th- this one has happened to me before and um, I I remember I had so many court cases. I didn't have that long of sobriety, actually. It wasn't multiple years. It was like, I think I had maybe three or four months of sobriety. But I had had a bunch of court cases that had mounted up on me. And, like, you know, I got really fortunate, and they all got dismissed, right? And so I left the courthouse, and I was like, man, this is great, you know? <laughs> And I went right and got high.
0: (laughs) I don't know why. Problem solved.
1: I mean, you talk about just insane. And honestly, I I, I went back over that because I ended up getting arrested that night and racking up more uh, charges, you know. And to the life of me, Mm -hmm. to this day, I don't know why, you know. That one still baffles me why when things are going good, I would still choose to do that, and I think there's something in the big book that talks about a peculiar mental twist. you ever remember that mm-hmm. um like I think that was a fancy way of saying we don't know right all the ins and outs of why you know now with somebody early on in recovery, it's kind of more it's easier to kind of pinpoint why they're going back to use because they're not far removed from it. They haven't been able to clear out a lot of the wreckage of their past and and clean off their side of the street. They've got a ton of resentments all built up from years of using. But for somebody who's kind of, you know, worked through some steps and kind of gotten some peace in their life and, and gotten a lot of the benefits out of recovery, why you would still have those thoughts to want to go use again and then even actually going and doing it and relapsing. I don't know. Is that is that a is there an answer to that?
0: Well, I, I could give you my answer to why I have had this thought of using several times, and I believe it's kind of reoccurring. And as crazy as it may sound, I think it's because of my own doing. And here's the reason: I, I'm, I'm going to call it entitlement. Uh, maybe that's not the term. I'll explain. Um, so, have you ever been on a diet before? No. Okay, well, you'll understand, and I know our listeners will. Um, Oftentimes, you'll get on a diet, and you'll do very good on your diet for six days, and and you do everything, but then... On the seventh day, you have a cheat meal. <laughs> well, it works the same way t- to me in drugs that you've done, re- <laughs> you've done really good, and so you deserve to go ahead and, and ha- have a few drinks or, or, or do a little bit. And this has happened on me multiple times. My I've wife and I before, yeah. is both in recovery, and um, we were on a cruise ship. And this has happened a couple of different times, and I don't know that I've really ever told her because, again, I didn't have the plan on making it work. But I've had the thought um, that you know you're you're sitting out on, on you know the deck of this cruise ship. And around you, everybody's walking around with mixed drinks, and they're literally going special, special. And you're yeah. going, that looks really good. It's really hot. I'm special. I, I've been a few. It's been a few years since I've done anything. I am special because I've done all my meetings, <laughs> right, yeah. and uh, everything's good. I've got some more money, you know. Um, and I've, I'm not giving God credit for any of this. This is literally all what Roger's done, right? right? Yeah. And, and so everything's good. I mean, I'm sponsoring people. I could have a drink you know, surely it would be different. I deserve this. And that's the thought I have in my head. But then thankfully, because I've been around enough people like me, meaning other addicts in recovery, that I realize from their actions in the past and my actions in the past, that if I choose to take that drink, it's not going to end well for me. It's going to be just like those other 12 dozen times that you know, led me back to a jail or back on another court charge or, you know, a court case or another yeah. charge, something. And so that's the reason I believe it's this idea that, know you know, that. I deserve it.
1: Yeah. I could get, I could go along with that. I think too, um, the, the other thing I've, whenever I've had like, you know, thoughts of using or drinking or whatever, there'll always be that thought that comes right after, Telling you you could get away with it, and nobody know, right? You've had that before. I have, yeah. Without but it. like, but this time, since I've been sober, this time, every time I have that thought of I could get away with it, nobody'll know. There's always that voice that says, "But you'll know," and that one is the one that's like, it would destroy me, you know, just like using. And then trying to hide it and keep that in. Um, I don't know if you know who Dax, Dax uh, Shepherd is. He's a podcaster. Right. You know, he, he recently had a relapse after 16 years of sobriety or whatever. Um, I mean, he's he's said all this on his podcast. Right. And he was talking about that. He, would, he had kept it in and he had relapsed, but he hadn't told anybody. And he was talking about on his podcast about like how much it ate him up. And I was like, I know that would, you know, I can only imagine how much that would do, you know, after having years of sobriety that you just like you knowing is enough for it to destroy you, you know?
0: Yeah, it's guilt and shame is what it is. And um, oftentimes when you go into recovery first times, your pride and that ego is probably the hardest things to deflate in order to get sober. And so once that's been deflated, you realize that, you know, you're not all of that, that you know, you do need help, and that's the reason you need a, a power greater than yourself to help you with yeah. this. And then you find that, you begin using it, and you take that power back. If you act on that action you're talking about, then you have to realize that it's time to deflate that ego and pride yeah. again, which is so much harder even the second time. You know, so I could see that would be very difficult, very difficult to do. Yeah, but it is the reality. Yeah, you know, oftentimes, you know, you go, "Why am I still thinking about using drugs?" You know, you know, I know we keep coming back to this question, but that's really the question. I I think that everybody deals with, or maybe as why, you know, even with my food example, it could be that it could be any of our addictions. Uh, I just keep going back to to the. the the drugs because that's what we know so well.
1: It definitely works with food addictions. You see somebody that loses weight only to five years later have gained it back, you know,
0: without a doubt. Um, But, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, why can't I just will myself out of doing this? You know, why do I have this thought? I'll just use willpower to quit thinking about this. Well, I mean, I've never willed myself to think anything. I mean, there is some, you know, I've willed myself to motivate myself through some stuff, but not to really control my thought. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, this is where I kind of differ on my opinion from like, like you're talking about, can I, can my, can my thinking, my internal thinking, what I think about myself affect and go outward into my external actions?
0: Yes, I think
1: like if I change my thinking that will change my behaviors. Yes, I don't believe that. Right. I believe it's the other way around. You the change whole. your
0: behaviors and you, then you'll change your thinking. Right. It's the
1: whole it's the whole thing of um if you uh like if you If you do, like, if you don't have. No, I
0: would agree with you. I'm I'm trying to compute all this in my head as you're thinking. I would agree with your statement.
1: Because, like, yeah, because I heard that early on in, Mm -hmm. like, counseling um, and recovery. you got to change what you think about yourself, Mm -hmm. and then that will filter out and change your behaviors. And I was like, well, I wouldn't even be here if I could do that. If I could just change my thinking, Mm -hmm. like, miraculously change it, I would have already done it. And I would have quit using drugs a long time ago. To me, it was through going to meetings and working a recovery program where it was like I just did the action. Mm -hmm. And by doing the action, it kind of filtered into the inside. You know, like if you have low self-esteem... The way to to get rid of low self-esteem is start doing esteemable things.
0: Well, I've heard you say it before. Your sponsor made you stand in front of the mirror and say good things about yourself. And so that's more than just trying to think that. You're actually taking action and standing there looking stupid and talking to yourself in the mirror. But but it, it does work. I mean, that really does work. So it's... To me, it's more than just a meeting. It's more than just a sponsor. Oh, yeah. It's all of those things that come together to help make things different in your life. And if it was just me laying in bed going, not going to use, not going to use, not going to use, not going to use, I'm not going to use, I'm going to use. You know, right. that's that's the way it always ended with me. Yeah. And usually it was just like you mentioned earlier, I was trying to keep it a secret that I was even trying to quit. You know, you know, (laughs) I was making this deal internally with myself. And the first time my buddy came over with something, I jump on it.
1: Right. You
0: know, Uh, so if all of my thinking is is on the inside, and I'm thinking, and I have this thought about using, then I'm probably going to act on that. Because it's just me. Now that's the the benefit is if you do have that thought about using to call someone, to call sure. your sponsor and those things, to let that out. What's the saying? Uh, a problem shared is a problem divided. Problem thinking, cut in half. I like mine better divided. It's, Whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, but it it works that way. It really does. And so it's. It does. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of if you are a day, a month, a year, 10 years, and you still have this thought about using, there's nothing to be ashamed of you there. You can't
1: control. No. You can't control that.
0: And that was kind of my point What I was yeah. trying to get into that. It's just, you know, you don't have to, you can't control what comes into your mind. No. But you can control how you act on that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, that's part of acceptance, you know, like when you accept, when I accept that I'm an alcoholic or an addict, I'm accepting that I can't control when or how or how often I might, you know, think about wanting to have a drink or whatever. I can't control. It's like it's like saying you can control your dreams. You can't. You can't control your dreams. And, um, you know, so it's just one of those things that you have to accept.
0: This is one thing I've noticed um, many times before is that, I'll give you a scenario. Um, you may have had someone you, you've worked with who was in prison or, or locked up in county for a while. Uh, let's just say for a couple of months, and they quit doing drugs in there. And I know the argument. You can find drugs in there, too. But it's it's easier to not do it in there than it is to do it. Yeah. You know, they're on the street. Okay, so you've been, you've been abstained from drug use for a, a, a period of months or years. And so you come back into – responsibility, life, whatever, and you have to begin working. But you say, you know, I don't do that no more. I I don't use drugs no more. I'm good. You know, I'm I'm healed, delivered, cured, whatever you want to use. But then you find yourself thinking and wanting to use drugs a lot. To me, it seems like that That happens a lot with people, even with, um, as you mentioned earlier, recovery programs. If you just go into a recovery program, you know, six months to a year and come out and don't put any things in place, then it's easy to act when that thought comes into your head. Because more times than not, that thought is going to come into your head. Um, A lot of times I hear it talked about a pink cloud. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you you know, um, just everything is great. But then... um, you know, reality hits Mm -hmm. and now I want to use. This is where I have to know for myself, am I an addict or am I not? You You know, know, um, this is where it solved the problem in my life, you know, because every time I would, something like that would happen, um, I would be removed from drug addiction, from a rehab, from a court case for a reason. You know, it may even just be my parents. I had to get ungrounded for, for a reason or whatever to get this thing back, get my kids back, get my car back, get my job back, get something back. But then I go back to what cost me all of that. Right. If I don't have something in place then I'm going I'm going to use yep. when that thought comes into my head. That's how I solve the fact or the problem in my head. Am I an addict? Am I a casual drinker? Am I, you know, do I just dabble with drugs? No, I'm an alcoholic and I'm a drug addict. And I'm going to use that stuff to change my mind and my body to produce that uh, butt-numbing feeling that we talked about about earlier, to change my attitude and my actions because that's, that's what I do. And um, is that who I am? No, uh, that's who I don't want to be today. I right. am who I am in Christ, and and I get all that. That's a whole another conversation, another topic we'll have. But I have to know that in my in my in my body, my spirit, that when that thought comes into my head, then I I know that I don't have to act on it. Then
1: yeah, does that
0: does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it makes sense. Um,
0: so I don't know. Um, those are the things that. I, I think um when I think about why do I still use, why do I still think about using? Um It's a complex issue. It is. I mean there's no right answer to no. it and someone else could argue me all day on on it and, and honestly I wouldn't go down that and, that rabbit hole with them, right? and you know, If you want to believe it, believe what you want to. If yeah. if after you hear this, you still believe you're delivered and cured and healed, great. I That's mean, great. Uh, amen. I, you know, yeah. I, I hope you never even have a thought again about doing it.
1: And I'm sure there's uh, there's I'm sure there's somebody I'm sure there that, is too that put it down and never had a thought.
0: You know, my my only reason to have this topic. Was that I know without a doubt? There's people who still have that thought and feel like for some reason their recovery is not working because they're still thinking those thoughts. Yeah. and that's not true. No, um, you're not doing something wrong just because you're having those thoughts. Right. Uh, something's wrong with your recovery if you're acting on those thoughts. Yes. You know, that wouldn't be called recovery anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, if if you're if you find yourself in a tough spot and you're coming up with a plan with those things definitely call your sponsor even in the beginning or whenever you're anytime it's it's best just to talk those things out i know you and i we've even talked about those times it's just you know i've thought about using or whatever oh yeah and we just talk about them and it's not even like we really want to act on them but we just talk about it just
1: get them out there yeah telling yourself
0: that's it well i think that's enough for us today um I think if, if you are listening to us and you deal with those things, as always, we would love to hear about those things. You can give them to us at soberholicpodcast at gmail.com. You can also um, leave us any kind of comments or um, post on Facebook. You can find us there at soberholic Podcast. Um, that's probably the most active we are on Facebook. I also have a Twitter page. Um, you can find us on Instagram as well, but we'd love to hear from you in any way. If you have a story or a topic you would like to share with us, send those to us as as well. And um, we look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah. So that's it, man. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out Soberholicpodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.